Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds. Uh, home sequester issue number two. I don't know what we want to call this, but George, how you doing, buddy? How you hanging in there? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Mark. How are you? Uh, not doing too bad. Just, uh, you know, getting through the days and watching the different things on the news. I got to tell you, sometimes that's maybe the worst medicine for us, right, is is the daily news things. We want to stay like abreast of information, but at the same time, boy, they can just really, it can really kind of weigh on you, you know? Absolutely. People don't tune in for good news. When peace breaks out, they go outside and enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When it's bad news, when there's a, a hurricane coming, they just sit by the TV or the radio and, and, and just yep. get bombarded with all the bad news. That is true. That is true. Well, it sounds like your granddaughter's over again today, so that's awesome that she gets to hang out with you. There's some positives to this uh, to this whole social distancing and self-quarantining. We can still do the smaller groups. You know, We can have a little bit more family time, which is always nice, right? We're slowing down in that respect. Yeah, yeah. Her, she loves to come over to Papa G's. I've got uh, lots of toys and lots of space here for her. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's get into our conversation this week, George. I want to talk a little bit, and it's still going to be very relatable to what we're dealing with in life right now uh, here in the country. I wanted to kind of talk about stages of retirement planning. And there's some things to kind of look for in here because obviously the market declines and this whole virus and the lockdown and some of the business things that we're going to see happen over the next couple of weeks and months uh, as we hopefully get back to normal sooner than later. This could be kind of you know helpful depending on where you're at. A big portion of our listening audience is going to be like my age and up. So I'm 49, getting ready to turn 50. So you know, there's that kind of range. If we assume, let's just for the sake of the argument today on the show, we assume that the everyone's going to retire at 65. We'll just kind of call that the average number for the purpose of our conversation today. Uh, and we'll just kind of talk about the three or four stages that you may find yourself in on the way to a retirement. So we'll start with 15 years out, folks my age, right around 50. Um, give us some things to start thinking about that we should you know, have on our radar if we are going to be in this early stage of retirement thoughts and planning, and then also maybe how the current environment with the markets being down could also affect that. There's a, several good metaphors for describing the stages of retirement. Okay. Some people say that there are the go-go years, the slow-go years, and then the no-go years. And other people have used the analogy of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, you're you're on the Friday, you know, on a Friday, especially in the summer, you go into work, but you kind of get things done and maybe sneak out a little bit early and then go have some fun, uh, meet some friends for a happy hour, do something, go to a concert. And uh, and that's how the early years of retirement are and the years coming into retirement. And then when you first go into retire. And this is where a lot of my clients are right now. It's Saturday. You get up early, you go out, you do some yard work, you, you just go on a vacation, you go, uh, you travel. It's really about getting out there, getting things done, having fun. And then later in retirement, it's kind of like Sundays where uh, maybe you go to church a lot more often and uh, just slow things down and spend a lot more time with family. But uh, from your point of view, from your perspective, looking out 15 years, uh, you do want to pay attention to the risk in your portfolio. You want to begin to assess or create your 
retirement income strategy as well as a tax strategy. Right. And then uh, you really want to get serious about uh, building up cash and then eliminating any debt. Okay. And, and so I wanted to talk about the, you know, right now with the markets being down for someone who's 15 years out, this could be a great, and again, we're not going to try to give specific stock advice here, but it could be a great opportunity to really look at investing for the future now, because we're, we'd be able to do what we're supposed to do, which is buy low. Right. And then hopefully sell high now that So is that something that somebody in my age bracket should at least be considering? Well, it should be something that you're doing automatically. Okay. If you're putting money into a systematically into a retirement plan, then you're going to buy more when it's cheap and less when it's expensive. So lower prices are a good thing when you're buying. Warren so Buffett likes it, right? <laughs> pardon me? I said Warren, Warren Buffett, Buffett likes yes. it, yeah. Yes. Yeah, changing uh, fear into greed and greed into fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've got 15 years, it's really hard to to make a mistake unless you go to ground, unless you really procrastinating. Being gotcha. too safe now because you don't know what to do, that's what's really going to hurt you in the long run. Gotcha. You know, speaking of Warren Buffett, having a little joke here that uh, you know with stocks being on sale, if you want to get into Berkshire Hathaway, now's the time because it's uh, under three hundred thousand for the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a bargain. It's a bargain. Where's my checkbook? <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's the A shares anyway, right? The baby yeah. Bs are a little bit more affordable, but uh, yeah. Anyway, good stuff. It's just a joke. Again, folks, we're not suggesting you go buy anything, but. Uh, if you've never looked at uh, Berkshire Hathaway, that's it's pretty. It's got to be the most expensive stock. Has to be yeah. at three hundred thousand or two hundred and something thousand now. Crazy. All right. So anyway, so we're going through the stages of retirement. So that's fifteen years out. So George, we moved it up a little bit. Now we're ten years away from it. How should our focus change? Well, again, you should be really fine tuning a retirement income strategy. Roughly, when will you get Social Security? What could you expect as the benefits? What should be the right amount of risk in your portfolio? and um, kind of play through the different stages of your portfolio. Are you going to retire at 62, 65, or 70? And what are you likely to do? And when you get that answer that your money is going to outlive you, that's when all the great questions and the great goals of life, if you do the calculation and you find out that you're going to outlive your money, it's really time to do something to, to get serious and, and get that fixed. But but once you find out that you're going to be fine, that your money's going to last, you really should be having vivid dreams about what your retirement will look like, what your legacy will look like. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, we're, you know, at that range, typically we're, we're getting serious and uh, we're beginning to get serious anyway, hopefully. And you know, as even still at 10 years out, you know, for people who maybe did not take any action or did not have an advisor, or did not have a plan uh, before this downturn with the, the with the virus, 10 years still is quite a bit of time. There's still a lot you can get done uh, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, ho- you know what kind of your, your situation is. Everybody's situation, you know, we don't know until we dive into it. But uh, so certainly time to really kind of expand upon that. All right. So now, George, let's move it on up. Let's kick it up to five years now. Now, let's say for the sake of the argument, we're 60, right? Uh, Now we better start to really hopefully have a a serious idea of what we want to do and uh, and are working with someone that's helping us kind of pull all that together. Right. Once you hit 60, you really have to look at Social Security. I work with a lot of uh, police executives, fire executives and supervisors, and uh, they have a... um, unusual situations with as far as their pensions, what's called their drop. But the biggest issue that comes up is a confusion around what they're actually going to get in Social Security. So a a lot of these people, 
did not pay into Social Security while they were on the fire department or the police department or an EMS, but then they developed a pension based on that. And there's something called the Windfall Elimination Program and the Pension Benefit Offset. And that means that their Social Security benefits, if they've earned Social Security from working another job, either after their civil service or uh, alongside a part-time job, they may not get anything or at least very little from their Social Security. So if they go about planning with the normal estimates on Social Security, they could really, really be wrong. And uh, that's why we we do measure that. We, we can explain to these people what that uh, pension benefit offset, that windfall elimination will do to the Social Security. But this is the time. At, at age 60, you really need to know the answer because there are a number of decisions that are going to come up. You, it's something that you may not want to wait till till you're 70 for Social Security if, if you're only going to get the minimum benefit anyhow and you're not going to get the raises. So that's one of the things you really need to zero in. What will your Social Security benefit be? What will your pension benefit be? Are you in civil service and do you have an opportunity for a drop? With a drop, when you're retirement eligible, what would have been your pension payment goes into a retirement account. And uh, many of these people can retire with anywhere from three hundred dollars to $500,000 in the last four to five years of their uh, work service. And uh, how you take your pension in terms of a lump sum that some uh, companies offer or take the installments or the annuity, right. uh, those are things you really need to start zeroing in on with your retirement pension and start to have at least a, a reference date. So whether it's going to be your birthday when you're 62 or you know, on New Year's Day when you're 69, you need to just have a target. Even if, if you're going to move it, you need to have a specific target at that point. Well, you know, George, we're, you know, obviously, you know, being still in dealing with the, the results and the aftermath of, of what's happening uh, here in the world. I mean, it's, there's still other facets. I know it's hard sometimes to, to not focus on anything other than the major news we're getting hit with or the major market, you know, upturns, downturns, various different things. But there are so many of these other pieces like you've just been addressing to retirement. It's not all of just about one facet. Yes, it's it's the thing that's getting our attention. But, you know, looking at some of these other things that you just illustrated and laid out for us is really crucial. So I'm glad that you're bringing some of that up for us because we can't lose sight of, of the whole picture when we get kind of derailed by this one thing that's, you know, kind of glaring and getting all of our attention. All right. So final bit here on the stages here. Uh, let's hit, let's just move forward now to the final day. We're here at the big day. Uh, hopefully things have gone really well. We've kind of laid things out. Well, we haven't had a, a hopefully a coronavirus deterrent and we are at retirement day. Some thoughts, some final thoughts here for this, uh, for the big day. Well, this is when you need to know an exact income plan. And I've, re- I've worked with some people that have had all their money in retirement plans. And uh, when they stop working, their pension is going to take a month or two to send out a check. And they may have a lot of sick time or vacation time, but that's not going to be out for three or four weeks. So sometimes getting that first paycheck can be a, a major obstacle for people. Uh, so what is that budget? What, how are you going to get through the first few months in terms of timing as money gets shifted around. Uh, you certainly need to decide whether you're going to take a lump sum on your pension or or which of the annuity options you're going to take. Uh, you really need to know what your short-term and longer-term household expenses are going to be and have a spending plan. Uh, you absolutely have to have an emergency fund or a very highly important plan to get one as soon as possible. And then what are you going to do with inflation? 
Well, as prices go up, how will you deal with it? Or if we see deflation, what's your plan for dealing with deflation? But nobody knows what's going to happen, but you need to know what you're going to do when it happens. Yeah, no, definitely. And and that's key to working with an advisor, really. That's going to be helping kind of go through this. And, you know, even prior to the situation we find ourselves in right now, we you know, we don't do this every day as, as the regular folks listening to the podcast and even myself, I'm a, I'm a host, but I, I'm not an advisor. And so, you know, you guys do this every day. So you, you've planned more than just one retirement where if we were doing it ourselves, we're planning our probably one and only retirement. So, you know, getting some help, getting those uh, different opinions and getting the information that we wouldn't normally think about is really crucial throughout these different stages of retirement. So I thought this would be a beneficial conversation. And I have a follow-up I wanted to ask you, George. Uh, so once we've retired, that's it, right? The plan's set. We're done. We're good. We don't have to do anything else for post-retirement, right? We're all good to go. That's it. You're, you're, it's all <laughs> set in stone at that point. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> except, not. Except that you don't know how long you're going to live. Yep, yep. And so what is your legacy plan? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Do you want to leave it with your contribution to a community, to the financial assets you leave behind, the gifts you make along the way? But really, you need to have a plan for the legacy. You need to have a vision yeah. Yeah. for the legacy that you want to leave. Then you also want to protect your assets and have a plan for dealing with your medical expenses and, and especially long-term care. And... Um, you need to really watch out for taxes. If you if you lose half of your money to taxes, you need to take twice as much risk or cut your expenses in half or save up twice as much money. So you absolutely have to have a good tax plan and know how you can eliminate taxes because it's a it's a big unnecessary expense on the individual basis. Yeah. And your retirement plan should be kind of a living document, if you will, just like you're going to change through retirement. So is your retirement plan. It's going to ebb and flow and it's certainly going to go into retirement. It's not a set it and forget it. It is not a stone kind of thing. So great points here from George. So thank you so much for doing all that with me. And I'm going to finish off this week with an email question that we got in. Uh, and I thought this was pretty apropos. So I'm going to toss this out from Jason in Collegeville. He says, George, is it wise for me to own some gold in my portfolio? And if so, what's a good percentage as a, a hedge against what's going on? Well, I'm not going to make any individual investment recommendations, but uh, I recently was at a, an incredible conference in uh, Sun Valley, Idaho. Uh, some of the top money managers, uh, economists in the world. I, I listened to Ray Dalio, the most successful hedge fund manager, Paul Tudor Jones. Uh, I actually had lunch with Harry Dent, the, the demographics wizard, and uh, many other great speakers. Uh, also the, uh, the founder of Blackwater, Eric Prince. And uh, the subject of gold came up many times. And most of the speakers had said that People should consider 5 to 10% of their portfolio in gold as kind of a balancing point or, or a, um, a starting point, and then based on circumstances, adjusting it up or down. With, uh, with Ray Dalio's uh, all-season portfolio, he, he recommends, uh, I think, 15% in, in that portfolio that he manages, and I would never uh, recommend that for, you know, for our clients, but that was his point, and many others were, were in the 5% range, but it's something you should consider. It can be a good uh, hedge against uh, emergencies or, or conflict or uncertainty, as well as against inflation. Yeah. Uh, there are some interesting things happening with gold now as the prices are changing, especially as it's, it is relative to other metals like, like silver or platinum. 
So it is something that someone should definitely consider. Now, how you do it, whether you do it through exchange-traded funds, whether you buy the, the actual gold, say American Eagles or Canadian gold or other certificated ways of investing in gold, yeah. that uh, that's, a, that's a whole nother uh, episode yeah. to figure out <laughs> what's the best kind of True. gold for you. Well, you know, and, and George, I've had people kind of bring up this before too a little bit. And it's like, well, especially right now with the, with the virus and everything going on, it's like, well, what do you want it for? Right. I think that can be right. part of it. If you're talking about, you know, owning precious metals in your, in your portfolio, it's still going to be paper in a way, right? I mean, it's still a paper, you know, kind of transaction, or are you physically wanting to own the actual gold and have it in your hand? kind of thing. So that kind of makes mm -hmm. a big difference as to what you want. And of course, uh, you know, if you're thinking about having the actual gold for if you're a doomsday prepper, uh, I, you know, I don't know how, you know, that would even work as far as currency. <laughs> you're just going <gonna, laughs> to just shave off a little chunk and pay for some bread or in this case, yeah. TP, right? Everybody's yeah, <laughs> everybody, for, for toilet paper. That's right. <laughs> hundred dollars a roll. That's right. Or, you know, chunk of gold a roll, you know, whatever the case is. So yeah. anyway, great question, Jason. Thanks so much. Uh, hopefully that helps you out a little bit. Uh, when it comes to, you know, I mean, precious metals can always be a, a, a good asset to have in your portfolio. But again, it depends on how your your plan, your strategy, anything you do. As, and we talk about retirement, as always, should revolve around a well thought out plan and working with an advisor before you take any action. So with that, we're going to say goodbye this week. So that's been stages of retirement, kind of even with post corona or pre or middle of I don't even know what we would call it right now. But have that conversation and, and hopefully uh, shared some good information with you. If you need to talk with George, let him know by simply going to 215-699-1050. Call that number. Schedule a time with George to get on the calendar. Uh, talk virtually. Talk through telecommunications. Don't have to necessarily come in and be face-to-face, -face, but you can, you know, it's never too late, never too early to get with the right advisor to help you through good times and bad. 215-699-1050, your number to call, or go to George's website. You can go to prosperpodcast.com. That's prosperpodcast.com and subscribe to our show. Or you can hit his main website, which is mcwealth.com. So mcwealth.com. George, buddy, thanks for your time. Sounds like your granddaughter's uh, wanting, wanting to play with you a little bit. So I'm going to let you get going. All right. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate, appreciate you. Yes, sir. Stay safe and we'll talk to you soon right here on the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced-level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.